Hey there, dreamers and fellow metaphorical space explorers. How are you all doing? This is Mike Vaughan, and this is the Will We Ever Get to Mars podcast. Okay, let's do a quick roll call. Where are my dreamers at? We've got dreamers here. Brilliant. How about musicians? How about artists? Keep your hands up. How about anyone interested in the human condition? Great. Then have we got a podcast for you? So last week I sat down for a Zoom chat. I'm going to call it that because it definitely felt more like an informal conversation between friends than like a formal interview per se. But I sat down with the super songwriter, fabulous friend and heartwarmingly heavenly handsome human being, Patrick Connor, known to most as either Paddy or the creative genius behind the Sturmy Arches. Now, as an aside, he's definitely never known as Panny. And as you'll hear, I fluffed his name in the intro. I know, I had one job, right? But despite said fluffing, I feel that we had an amazing conversation about loads of different things, um, about the creative process, what it means to be an artist, what it means to be a musician. Is there a difference between the two? Maybe which one are you? Are you both? And we had many interesting sojourns dissecting the human condition. And we also had a right old chimwag about what the word success means and how bizarre it seems that, particularly with original music, you're only really deemed a success if you're, like, supporting Ed Sheeran at Wembley Stadium. Hence the title of this very podcast, because we thought it was a much more likely destination, certainly for us, and perhaps many of the people listening to this podcast. Not that that's a problem, and that should deter you from pursuing creative endeavours and expressing yourself, because maybe success is about more than simply financial reward and amount of bums on seats. As we discuss in this very episode, Gov. So I'll shut up about it now and leave the discussion to me and Paddy. So as this is a fairly long episode, I wanted to keep this introduction short because, you know, I have an annoying propensity for verbosity. But I felt like I couldn't really let this podcast start without discussing some of the issues I had whilst editing this episode. The interview was fun. The editing, not so. Do you know what I mean? It was my first attempt with recording a Zoom call or a Zoom interview. Uh, and there were many, many technical issues to deal with. I sound like Commandant Assad from uh, Police Academy. There were many, many, many technical difficulties. Um, there was room noise. There was bleed from headphones. There was my radiator clicking in the background. And I stupidly forgot to put a pop shield on. So there was lots of plosives. plosives. Uh, it made editing really, really tough. Um, and as well as that, I did warn Paddy going in that I'd had a really, really rough day with my speech. Um, stammer-wise, um, and I wasn't expecting much fluency. And boy, was I right. So the first half, I've really edited with a fine-tooth comb. I tried to go through and EQ out some of the plosives, um, get rid of the room noise and the bleed from the headphones, and also fix any of the syncing issues. <laughs> any of the syncing issues. Kind of sounds like, um, you know, we were, we were either in water, quicksand, or mud. Um, so yeah, I, I've gone through and I've erased all of those from existence. Um, much like the McFly family in Marty's photo in Back to the Future. Uh, but as I wanted to release it at some point this year, uh, as I got about halfway through, um, I became much less fussy. And I was like, I just need to get this out there um, for, all, for all you lovely people to listen to. Um, so I still tried to fix 
any of the technical issues, um, if there was bleed from the headphones or if there was weird kind of a delay sounds or any um, noise. Um, but I've become much less fussy um, with my speech and uh, any of the likes and you knows and ums and all that kind of thing. As a quick aside, if you do notice any bits where my speech doesn't flow, that's not bad editing. Let me tell you, Sunshine, my editing and logic is exemplary, but my speech is less so. Uh, I just wanted to quickly say that what I want to do with this podcast is I want to release the episodes every Friday. Hence another reason for me just wanting to get this one out there. And what I want to do is I want to do a solo episode like I did last time and then an interview like I did this time and then alternate. So on this coming Friday, I'm going to release a solo one again. Uh, I've got some ideas for that one already. But any of you who are listening who are much more technically skilled than I am with recording Zoom calls or interviews or have any tips, um, what we did is I recorded it um, through my mic this end and then Paddy recorded it through his mic the other end and I tried syncing them up. But because it's real life and it seems like maybe kind of being on a Zoom call is a bit like time travel, there were bits that were perfectly synced up and then there were bits that weren't. So I had to go through every single little bit and I had to kind of chop it up and move it to the right place. And as you can imagine, that was that was that was quite annoying and cumbersome. So it would be great if I could avoid that and maybe just record the audio coming straight in. So if anyone has any tips, it would be amazing if you could message me or just leave some comments here. But anyway, I hope that you can overlook such things um, because I really feel that this was an awesome conversation and we cover loads of ground in this sprawling and cavernous conversation. Plus, Paddy's a legend. You know what I mean? I love the guy deeply. What more can I say? So without further ado, may I introduce my awesome guest for this episode, Mr. Patrick Connor. I feel the pressure now. Now, now I've pressed record. I can... Yeah, that's what it is. It's like uh, the red light pressure. Yeah. Even with talking. <laughs> that's kind of a nice way to uh, begin it, I think, really, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah, the kind of segue into being a musician. Like the um, panic of, you know, when you press record and yes. this suddenly go. Well, one of, my, one of my thoughts is the difference between musicians and artists, actually, and yeah. and the spectrum of that. I think it's like an amazingly interesting topic, you know, like, and even, you know, with artists or musicians, like I sort of started thinking how there's different um, types, you know, like in each um, category, because I'd always seen music as something that was more, you know, it was about sort of a creation um, yeah. and it sort of attracted people like uh, from that side of the brain. You know, but then there's this whole other side, which is very sort of like mathematical and very kind of methodical, isn't there? Yeah. So, so we, we, we haven't really done an introduction, but shall I carry on with what? Well, so, you know. We, we go back to that because I've got a thought about that. Okay. Yeah. So what I'd like to do, like, is introduce this handsome and, and perspicacious fellow that I'm speaking to. So, so perspicacious, I see that as foresight. Um, well, you know, it's sort of insightful and wise. That's. That's how yeah. I like to think of the, you. The wit of Solomon. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Um, you can't tell how <laughs> handsome I am on the podcast, but he, I'm, he basically I, looks like George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, mixed with uh, Mark Commode. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an interesting mix of looks, but you yeah. know, oh, you pull it off like you wear it well. You wear you well. I don't know if Mike's going to do a visual that you can kind of uh, see yeah, what like I look a, like. Uh, maybe what I could do, like, is I could quickly like take a take a photo and put Please that don't. as a screen it's, grab. It's it. the grainiest, and I haven't got any <laughs> books behind me. Yeah, so what's really funny, as I say, like, is it's like you've got some 
some kind of neon light on your glasses, which makes it look like you've got a patch or something. Yeah. <laughs> a lazy eye. So this really handsome and wise fellow is called Patrick Connor. I'm known to his friends as Panny. Did I say Panny? Panny, yeah. I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah. not known as that. <laughs> He's I'm not known, known as, as all Paddy. kinds of things, but not <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> He's only known as Panny to me. He's known as Paddy to, um, well, you know, Lots to everyone really. Yeah. Like, does anyone actually call you Patrick or is it yeah, my mum. always Paddy? Uh, yeah. Same as me or Mike and Michael. Naughty, you know. Yeah, well, I've recently changed my um, Facebook name uh, to Michael and it's so weirder because people have started calling me Michael. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's only ever really my mum that's ever called me that. Yeah. But I'm going to shut up anyway. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. this guy is an amazing musician. He's got such a cool story. I'm going to let him sort of tell you about how he um, started out to get into music. But he is probably one of the most prolific and artistic songwriters uh, that I know. And I know quite a few of them. So, <laughs> wow. Over, over to Panny. <laughs> what, what have I got to sort of like say about me being a musician? Maybe? You have to introduce yourself. Oh, well, hello. In- I'm Paddy. Um, in five lines. In five lines. Well, um, uh, my, you know, my artistic, musically artistic name, you know, some, a few people, a handful of people may have heard of um, sort of like international beat combo, the Sturmy Archers, which is a bit weird saying it's Paddy Connor of the Sturmy Archers, because most people know me as sort of like some forlorn bloke who wanders around the area that where we live, but uh, you know, uh, a label. I could even tell you how the stone. Often Archer's wearing family. a rain mac, because I wonder if sort of like I don't know weird old names like Echo and the Bunnyman or something. You kind of get just you choose a name and it just becomes a label, and you often think that's uh, why. Why did we come to that? But there was a reason for the Sturmy Archers, and that's kind of the beginning. Was as Mike knows full well. I was a late starter. I always loved music. I grew up with music all around me. Um, my dad was a folk musician and I'm one of five. So we had loads of uh, great music in the house. I'm, I'm number four in the five. So having older siblings, you know, um, I was introduced to all kinds of stuff. But I always, I got really obsessed with music. But as a listener, and then at 40, you know, some of you by the voices may be thinking I'm like about 25 or something, but no, I'm in my fifties now. Um, it certainly looks like a 25 year old heartthrob. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at, at 40, I had kind of maybe my first midlife crisis. I've had hundreds since then, but um, <laughs> um, it was like, Oh, I've always wanted to play a guitar. And so yeah. I bought a guitar it was the book Guitar Man that inspired you, wasn't it? It was, Will, actually. I've forgotten the name. Is it Will Hodgkinson? Yeah, Will it? Hodgkinson. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He um, started late, and I thought, well, I'm going to do that. And uh, Have I you ever think... reached out to him? I know this is I did, aside, I did. Sorry. I had a few yeah. emails, actually. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, he said, so what? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I'm, Pad- said... I'm Paddy Connor of the Sturmy Archers. Um, See, he knows you as Panny Connor. You yeah, see? exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I started at 14 and first, you know, it's like living the dream It's like, first I want to play guitar. I got slightly obsessed with it, uh, in terms of simple guitar, learn how to play a few chords, etc., And then accidentally, you know, after a few months, you kind of, I had that kind of brain, maybe it's because all the, the music that I'd absorbed, I kind of noticed that, oh, that chord goes together with that one. And I started making up kind of 
the the order of the chords like oh yeah let's put that chord after that and um and someone said you know what you're doing you're you're songwriting and I thought oh yeah um and so um I could hardly sing then and some people might probably say you can't sing now but um I started to kind of you have a beautiful voice Paddy Stop. well I didn't then you know I kind of I'm I'm pretty when people you know, in their middle ages. When I say middle ages, I'm not talking like kind of. So, <laughs> yeah, so, some he's kind not of, that old. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, the jer- in a jerkin with a bit of corn coming out. Of it. Yeah, and just about to get it, you know, hung or something, or yeah. dunked by a, a witching stall or whatever they call it. Anyway, um, in your in your middle age, uh, people say they can't sing. Uh, you know, if you really just keep going at it, it kind of starts happening. It's weird. Uh, took me. Like, That's one of the years. things that I want to kind of have to say, uh, which is why I kind of wanted to ask you about your story. Because Paddy's one of those amazing people, you know, uh, that sometimes kind of hope you don't mind me saying this. Like it often seems um, doesn't always like maybe like uh, the attention on you, but you know, actually, like I think you are like a really like inspirational person. Like, and I've used you in my I'm teaching a few times there because often I will have um, students, you know, with like uh, the kids. They'll be about I don't know, kind of seven or eight. And then I have a conversation with other parents, like uh, the mum or the dad will, you know, will often say stuff like, oh, well, I've always wanted to play, you know, but like it's too late for me. And I say, well, actually, it's not at all. And I usually like it's an example. Like, and I think... Um, I might be an so, anomaly, though. You know, lots of people have said that. <laughs> well, yeah, but in a way, kind of like uh, the anomalies um, are the things that um, stand out, like, and then sort of inspire others. Yeah, maybe. You know, right. kind of uh, without sort of like uh, the anomalies, you know, I mean, because uh, Will Hodgkinson kind of might have been like, and he inspired you, you know, like, and if people don't kind of shout about it yeah, from the rooftops, true. I think it's one of those things that people kind of don't know that you can still do this, you know, as adults, because I think it's in the kind of zeitgeist, you know, that if you haven't kind of um, done or achieve something by the time you're 20, you know, like it's too late, you know. And it's just crazy because you can kind of like pick up the guitar, you know, when you're 80, you know, like if your yeah, fingers still work. Um, yeah, so I've often used you like as an example. Um, so you know, all you listeners I think you are there, inspiring, yeah. Ju- just do it. Well, that's one of like uh, the reasons for this podcast in a way really, you know, was I kind of wanted um, hopefully sort of to do something that would like inspire other people, you know, like and sort of like talk to inspirational figures like yourself. Yeah, so you should, you should big yourself up. I'm <laughs> I'm going to have to slap your ankles if you start, you know, <laughs> sort of, you know, sort of beating yourself up. I'm sorry. I interrupted your flow. Sorry. So, well, yes, the, the the weird story of me starting making music was I, I kind of accidentally noticed chord progressions and thought, and someone said, you know what you're doing, you're writing a song, and uh, I kind of just put words to that some chord progression, and I I wrote my first song, which, you know. In a weird kind of way, it's like kind of, oh, well, I can do this, you know, and you can. And, you know, I kind Which of... Which was the first song? Well, the weird thing is, I can't even remember what it was called, but the the, the weird thing about the second one was, um, you know, I could hardly sing, I could hardly play guitar, and this was an incredible thing, was um, I recorded it on a old cassette recorder, this song called Edwin's Back about Edwin Collins. He'd, he'd been in a coma and he just came out of a coma. And I kind of wrote a little song about him and memories of sort of like music in the 80s and things like that. Anyway, uh, the weird thing was Mojo magazine had done, and I don't know if you all know Mojo magazine, it's, you know, it's like a big international magazine kind of da- a bit dad rock a bit old stuff but um they've just done a Not bit there's anything about, wrong with that 
Yeah, well, we're both dads, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and we both rock, so hey. And we both rock. <laughs> uh, so I had this funny little song that I'd recorded on a cassette, and they'd just done an article about Edwin, and uh, I sort of like over their website thought, oh, I'll send in this song to them. And uh, this was the second song I wrote, and uh, they wrote back saying, we love it. Can we put it on our website? And I'm what? Well, you're joking, aren't you? And then so they put it on their website and um, they said, what's the name of your band? And um, I had to think quickly and it kind of the Sturmy Archers sounded right for that song. Um, the Sturmy Archer being an old gear on a bike, it just sounded right. Uh, mm. And then they, you know, when I say they did a write up in the magazine, it was literally like a little paragraph saying how much they liked it. And uh, in this paragraph, they they called me a wry genius, and I've put that on every bit of. I think they um, nailed you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, this was the second song I wrote, and it was like kind of well, this pop lark is easy, isn't it? You know, you just <laughs> yeah. write songs, and then you're in a magazine, and and uh, it's been downhill ever since. You know, no, it hasn't. It's all been uphill. You've written some of the best lyrics, I think, out of almost any of other songwriters I know. I often use oh, well, that. I often use that song back to mono. Like I'm not sure, like if you realise, you know, but sort of Rye genius, you know, like it really sums that um, song up. Like it's so clever. I don't know if I've ever even told you, like as a friend, you know, how much I rate uh, the lyrics to that song. Oh, thank you. Because loads much. of them are amazing. But there's something about that one. Just all of kind of the images, you know, with 45s and. Yeah. a kind of single and you know like it's it's so clever i think well what i kind of you know even now uh and this we, this is going back to an earlier conversation is um musicians and artists so mike here is incredible musician i wish i could have um like mike in a cupboard somewhere and then that's basically say, what joe's got yeah, and and if I want some kind of fancy keyboard thing that I can't play because, you know, I play keyboards like a caveman, um, he, he can come out and do it. I just look like Captain Caveman. <laughs> but Mike also is an incredible artist. So he's got, he's like a, a double threat. He's probably, a, with his looks, he's a triple threat, of course, <laughs> as well. Um, but never miss thank you. I would say I'm, I can make music on instruments, but I... I, I, I'm not a, a brilliant musician, but I'm more, I'm more, I would say, an artist using musicians' tools. And then you get people at the other. So Mike's in the middle. He's got, he's got it both. And then you get people at the other end who kind of maybe ape other musicians, and they're yeah. brilliant, but they're kind of parrots, really. You often some and of so, like the best players. Um, aren't the best at kind of coming up with things. Which is not yeah. saying that, that they can't, you know. I think it's maybe even a fear because a lot of kind of songwriting is actually sort of ostensibly, like it's quite simple, isn't it? You know, so yeah, if you yeah. can play, you know, kind of crazy chord progressions, you know, like it's going out of style, it might feel a bit weird to suddenly go, right, I'm just going to use three of those chords and no yeah. sort of like sharp 11 extensions. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. That some, you know, and you look at some of the classic songs ever; they they are as simple as anything, and people overthink it. Um, yeah, but you know, musicians are brilliant. But um, there are some musicians. You know, it's like a spectrum between musician and artist. Mike's in the middle, got it both. Some musicians, and we work. With, Thank we've, you. We've both worked with musicians who maybe aren't most creative. 
but they can do amazing things. And so you can use them. You can use them as a tool, yeah. can't you? Um, yeah. And um, would you say that you ama- use me as a tool? <laughs> they're <laughs> they're 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 amazing, but they're amazing in a different way. I'm at the other end, I think, where and you know, might, somebody might say, "Oh, shut up, You're calling yourself an artist." This is a weird thing. Well, the thing as well that's really interesting, though, like, is I think that you know you have really grown as a musician, like, and I've kind of heard with some of your stuff you're doing um, solos and you know yeah. sort of things now, which again is great because kind of that's sort of where you were, but you're still moving forward, and I think yeah, that sort of progression it's, like it's is kind of coming out. Play enough, and it does slowly yeah. get better, but. There's a couple of things kind of... I can I can do quite well, but this is the thing. I'm I'm one of those people that, you know, look, I, I think um, I think I remember saying Robert Smith of the Cure was like this. He couldn't play like other people, but he's got a very distinct style, and I yeah. and I kind of play like me. It's um, yeah. Um, I can't. Well, that's the thing. I, I can't do what other about... people do. Yeah, because if you can't kind of like power other people, you're only going to kind of sound like yourself, you know. And that's what I was going to say, like, it's kind of weird, yeah, because I had like a similar um, story almost, you know, without the uh, success of Mojo. But, um, you know, with kind of uh, the first song that I ever wrote, when I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Which is amazing, everybody. Which is sort of the one that everyone still. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's still kind of people that will say stuff like, oh, I love that Mars tune, you know, like, and I wrote it, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know, probably about kind of 15 years ago. And I just basically kind of sat down, like, and it just feels like it just sort of came out, you know, and I wish that I kind of understood what I was doing. And I feel that, you know, because I think I am kind of, I'm similar to you in the fact that um, I would see myself maybe more as someone that's artistic, but I'm also really stubborn. So, you know, I often kind of hear something in my head and I kind of know how I want it to sound. And I just basically kind of force myself to play it. I'm sort of until I think it's good enough. And I'm really hard on myself, you know, yeah. so that's almost how I've improved because I'm like, oh, you know, that was rubbish, you know, like I've got to do it again. So, And do like, it enough, you will. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that I've almost used that sort of perfectionism, which does sometimes kill me, but, you know, like almost to push me forward like, as a musician. But the downside then is, is I think it has kind of affected my uh, creative output. And I don't kind of write, you know, as many oh, yes, true. Um, songs. Whereas I, I am not a perfectionist. Now, a friend of ours, Marcus, described me to some of his friends artistically as the anti-Celine Dion. And I jokingly said, she says the same about me. She's the anti-me because <laughs> he, he, I don't know why he chose Celine Dion, but she's he saw that as some <laughs> kind of ultra-produced perfection yeah. and i'm i was gonna say it can't it can't be his view of perfection surely well i don't have like, a way to celine dion yeah. but whereas i kind of bash things out you know i kind of um yeah I, he's been warned about it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew i was feeding like, a little joke there. i know sorry um <laughs> but yeah you're I, like a midfielder i i'm, I'm a... not i weirdly i'm not a perfectionist you know and uh uh, I think it fact, stands you like in good stead. I really, yeah. You know, I just, I, I just really kind do. of keep doing stuff and not worrying if it's not if not perfect. Um, and this kind of leads me to. I was going to say when you were saying that you kind of um, have a vision in your head. Well, I kind of have a vision in my head, but all of the stuff I do, and this is kind. I also kind of do. I, I love. All kinds of creative stuff. Mike knows that yeah. I might do a bit of painting or drawing. He's an amazing uh, painter. Well, look, this is the thing. Drawer. I'm kind of. I don't know if I'm. 
I'm a jack. I'm one of those jack of all trades type people where I don't think yeah. I'm brilliant. But also, and he, like the modern day Renaissance man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Renaissance, Renaissance. I'm like Leonardo, not the uh, yeah, the mutant <laughs> hero. Tale. Yeah, like not Ninja Turtle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Although you do like your pizza, so I do. Yeah, uh, and I live yeah. in a sewer. Um, <laughs> your best friends are rat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what was what was I going to say? Yeah, that um, kind of all of these pursuits that I really love, these creative pursuits. I only half know what I'm doing, and I think it's a really good thing. Even even Mike, like he knows more musically than me. But I would say you always want to be kind of um, playful and exploring. So when yeah. when I'm creating music say i do only half know what i'm doing it and it's it's a beautiful way to do it that you're kind of making stuff and you go oh that sounds good you know and you yeah. surprise yourself uh, because your songs are often more adventurous i think uh, than mine are yeah you know like and you'll often have chords that you know that maybe like if you were to kind of sit down and analyze you'd think okay well i won't put that with that yeah because you know, i only have works... half no musical theories so. but it works really well though yeah, you know, it's never, you know, it's never jarring, you know, where you go, Ugh, you know, it's like, oh, wow, that's a really cool, like, chord change. Yeah, so hopefully that, that's true. It's like kind of, um, I treat it like an adventure that I'm just going to start and I've kind of got, you know, got an idea where it's going, but always um, along the way, you surprise yourself that you think, Actually, that's going in a new direction because that was that sounds really cool by accident or something. You know, I often I've you know I've got like a few instruments and I think right I'll try a bit of piano. That sounds rubbish. Like I'm going to try you know a kazoo or something. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm going to try a saw. Yeah, try a saw. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got yeah. A, yeah, a saw on. So yeah, I like like a bit. I like a. I like people to sense there's some playfulness going on, you know, and I like that in other people's music that it's kind of feels playful. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of basically, you know, what you're saying is Mojo summed it up perfectly when they said Rye Genius. Well, well yeah, I, I, I can't say that myself, you know. Um, well, I want to sort of like take us back to that. Um, yeah, because I'm going to warn like uh, the dear listener, if anyone is listening, and I hope they are. We had kind of a chat about this sort of beforehand, you know, that often kind of um, Paddy and I like I will get into a conversation like and we'll be here for sort of seven hours, you know, like, mm. and, you know, we're sort of fighting for our sort of turn like to say something, you know, but it's because we sort of fire off each other, which, which is great. Um, but what I wanted uh, to quickly kind of bring us back to is uh, the mojo thing, because uh, I think that sort of like ties in with kind of one of like uh, the themes I think that we're going to um, talk about, um, you know, with kind of music. I was sort of musicians and artists, um, and also what defines success. And, you know, first off, to have had that on your second song, you know, is incredible. And actually, what I was going to ask is, was there a point where that you felt that that sort of early success um, was going to suddenly sort of springboard onto something else? And sort of the reason why I asked that, and I think kind of this is a good kind of theme for the whole discussion, is I think that when I was 20 um, and I was in bands and we sort of won these kind of uh, Kerrang awards and, yeah. you know, like it all, so like you... it all felt like, well, it all sort of felt like it was going to be sort of quite easy. And I honestly think, you know, that it wasn't until I was maybe kind of 35 that I honestly thought, oh, you know, it's not going to happen maybe. Yeah. And it was, and it was this weird thought where it honestly never even occurred to me. 
I, you know, and um, I, that and sounds other, weird. I love people like that. that it's yeah, yeah. You know, you know, and it sounds weird and it sounds arrogant, but it was like I, I was just so sure. But it, you know, um, what it, yeah. what, what happened? It did happen, but it didn't happen the way because what we're going to get onto absolutely, you're a success. It's just the way people stupidly define success. Definitely. Um, I kind of had this like thought, which I, I kind of put into the um, sitcom that I wrote, you know, which was in sort of the character, you know, let's face it, like I was based on me. Yeah. Was um, like he has this um, conversation uh, with somebody and I'm kind of saying, you know, like I might have to look at a backup plan. And uh, the other person says, but you're always saying like uh, the Ed Sheeran said that to not have a backup plan. You know, so then I say, yeah, but I realized that there are infinitely more people that want to be the next Ed Sheeran than there'll ever be Ed Sheeran's. Yes. And I think, you know, that's one of those things that sort of links us to what you're saying. It's how people view success. You know, it's yeah. either it's either Ed Sheeran or you're nothing. And there's kind of nothing in the middle. Yeah. And, and that's a problem, isn't it? Um, I think there's this weird thing, uh, probably more with music, because I think, say, like... Um, with, say, visual arts, you know, like I say, I do a bit of sketching and painting. You know, I have no illusions. And anybody probably, I know loads of people who are artists and they absolutely are artists making beautiful, creative visual artistry. And probably none of them, you know, they might have a little dream, but they haven't got any expectations that they're going to have their art in the Tate. It just doesn't happen. But it doesn't mm. stop them doing it. And they're still creating incredible pieces of art, you know. Uh, but with yeah. musicians, there's this kind of thing, well, you've got to aim for being Bono. You yeah, know? exactly. Um, if you're not selling out Wembley Stadium, then just give up. Yeah, so I would say, you know, going back to the mojo thing, the, the, this, when you're saying did lead, this kind of snowballed into... They had this thing a while later. I don't know if Mike remembers this. It's like they were trying to find um, Britain's greatest unsigned music artist. I can't remember what it was called. Did you remember this kind of weird competition yeah. they created? Yeah. So um, weirdly, through the whole Mojo connection, I, I got into the last 10 and then it was going to be like this um, strange kind of x factor thing and you know seeing as i got to the 10 i didn't get any further you know and so nobody remembers me i'm like the you know if it's x factor i'm like wagner not you know not yeah. or um but you have a real kind of like niche following though you know yeah i think sometimes some of those kind of characters you know actually end up with careers and the other ones don't sometimes <laughs> well, well yeah mm. through this kind of thing see like it was totally accidental and they're saying you know you're in the top 10 unsigned yeah and i'm thinking am i how has this happened did you honestly like think you know like and you can be you know kind of 100 percent honest was there like a part of you that just felt like oh wow you know like i'm going to get picked and you know like it could happen here no well this is the thing it it, it i you know this was a lesson for me because i it, it, even at that silly little level whereas we know we know we we know people who are much more successful it worried me I, I had this guy phoning up and he says, like, I'm your kind of PA and <laughs> I'm going to handle promotions for you. And you've got to phone up the local paper and say you're in the top 10 unsigned musical art and all this kind of thing. And I started thinking, I don't like this. I, I like the bit 
where people say they like what you do. You know, I have absolutely, like everybody else, I've got an ego. It's nice when somebody says they like what you do. Yeah. But then I have, you know, Mike knows that I churn out a song every couple of weeks and I've been doing this for like how many, God knows how many years, almost 15 years now. And so there's a lot in the vaults. Um, and this is, you know, write a lot and the odd one's pretty good. Um, All of them are good. I'm not just they're, they're, cer- they're certainly not. But um, I started getting a bit scared because I've got this guy who wants me to do promotion and I didn't, I stopped creating. I, I um, didn't have time to do what I enjoyed, which was the creative music because he was making me, phone up local papers and do all this thing. And it was like, this is some, you know, I'm the Wagner in this little competition. And I don't mean the classical composer, beloved Nazis. I mean that that weird (laughs) old Uh, He'd written like um, Tannhauser. He was he was uh, Wagner yeah. actually, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Wagner. I think you've uh, almost given him sort of too much gravitas by yeah. playing Wagner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but he, I started getting a bit kind of scared. People were kind of emailing me saying, "I even got, like got this guy for the other song." He was like, "Kind of, can I play your track at this club night I have?" And I'm thinking, you. Do people want to listen to that in some club? You know, I, I just couldn't believe it anyway. Was it Go Monkey Go? No, it wasn't. It was the Edwin. I could one. hear that in a club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just like, this doesn't Sorry. sound like they were going a club. Anyway. Do you think like other any artist or every artist, you know, has that sort of Icarus flying too close to the sun kind of moment? Yeah, maybe. You sort of think, think you're waiting for it and then it happens and all of a sudden, you know, because you know that I'm a big fan of uh, the Larry Sanders show mm. and there's an amazing episode that's called Hank's Night in the Sun. Ah, which I urge everybody had to watch. And it's about, you know, he's always said that actually he wants to be the host and then he sort of becomes the host. And then he just, you know, like, he sort of like completely chokes at first. Like, and then he kind of thinks he's done well. Like, and it just goes sort of, you know, sort of totally to his head and then he ruins it. And I just think it's a really kind of astute sort of take on kind of human nature there. Yes. You know, what you're saying about... Beware what you, know, you wish ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I basically started sort of like wake up in the night you know this in terms of most people's idea of success is nothing and it was like i i want to get back to just in my bedroom writing songs creating stuff and that i i realized fairly early on that's the it's the process that i love i love making the stuff i'm almost envious of that you know because you know i have to be honest that like i think there there is still this kind of like little um, voice, you know, like probably this kind of insecure um, child, you know, that kind of probably does want some sort of validation. Like, and I think I've kind of learned um, later on that the process is important, yeah. you know, but kind of for ages, it was almost like I would kind of write songs because it would almost be like, you know, if I do this and it gets seen or it gets heard by the right um, yeah. people, then, you know, like it could lead here. And I think kind of the danger then is, is is like because you're always focusing on where it's leading, you actually kind of forget just to enjoy the moment you're yeah, at. Yeah, of course. You Classic. Know, sort of right then. You know. So that's great for you. You know, I think yeah. you have that. I mean, I don't, don't get lo- me wrong. I do, I do love, you know, as I say, I pre- you know, I reserve the right to contradict myself because, 
you know, I, this is just stuff coming out of my mouth that's usually in my head, and I'm ha- I have yeah. walls with myself in my head. I believe they I believe they call it conversation. Yeah, <laughs> well, usually I, usually I'm having a conversation with myself about this kind of stuff yeah. in my head, <laughs> yeah. and it, and um, I kind of work it out better. Um, I have got enough of an ego that if someone says they love something, it, you know, of course I love it, but it's all the kind of other trappings of what people might call success and fame. There's no, I, yeah. I, I now, and I did, I, I did, I've written songs about this. And it's available on all streaming platforms. There's one called, um, what will we do if we make it big? And I, I kind of tongue in cheekily sort of like say, well, you know, it's obvious that I'm going to be huge. And what am I going to do? Um, if it happens, you yeah. know, and it's like a little tongue in cheek song, but I do know that I, you know, I haven't got time to be famous, you know, and I don't want. I think you're kind of like really, really lucky in the fact that you know yourself enough, um, and you could recognise that, and you're like, actually, I'm sort of the process, you know, like is what is what I'm interested in, because I think a lot of people, and that can kind of like lead on uh, to sort of what we were saying about kind of what sort of defines success is I think one of the things that I found kind of really sad um, is a lot of people kind of once they maybe get to, you know, even like 30, you know, and they go, oh, well, I've not made it. And they just sort of give up. And I often see, you know, people are kind of selling their guitars or their drums or something, you know. And I think it's weirder because there's infinitely more people who are in our kind of category of, you know, people that are creating, you know, and actually maybe, you know, It'd be nice if we got um, some recognition, you know, but we've accepted, you know, that the you know, creation is important. And it's weird that it's not kind of spoken about more. Well, when, so this... Because there's infinitely more of us, yeah. isn't there? So, so maybe, yeah, these kind of people that I... Now, this is just my own personal view. And these are people like Mike. Check out mikevaughanmusic.com. Is it .com? Yeah. .org. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, as Mike, Mike knows that uh, I'm a bit of a... Because it suits my way of of making music. I, I love SoundCloud because you can just put stuff out on SoundCloud. And this is amazing that there's people around the world. And that's kind of my audience, really. People locally might say, oh, well, you're a nobody. But actually, I've got a few people around the world who actually wait for stuff I do. And there's, there's the weird thing, you see, that um, people you know... You know, it's funny how friends and family or whatever, you know, there's no mystique, is there? So no. they're, 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 they just know you're some doofus. Uh, they know you're not Jim Morrison or whatever. And, yeah. you know... And well, I imagine like how the Jim Morrison's parents, you know, probably didn't, you know, think of him as like Jim Morrison. No, no, that's true. You know, but it's, it's, but yeah. Mike, 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 I'm sure, will concur with this. Like, your own friends and family, sometimes they're the hardest people to actually give you oh, God. some time to listen. Whereas just some, quickly share this st- some stranger oh, in Brazil, you see, who may think there's this guy in Britain, this mystery guy, and he sits there and he probably looks like David Bowie and he's creating this music. There's some kind of mystique about you, which is totally not there. And so you get some guy in Brazil or some guy in Mongolia saying... I always wait for your stuff to come out. I love it. You're a genius or whatever. And you're thinking, that's so weird because, you know, I go around like a friend's or family's house and I've given them a CD and it's still in the, the plastic no, exactly. thing. And, they've, and they, they've never listened to it, you know. And I sort of I caught my mum out doing that. She'd asked me like I had to pack some um, stuff away in a drawer. You know, like I remember opening 
uh, the drawer up, like my EP was in there, sort of still in the wrapper. Yeah, exactly. But like how uh, the genius, you know, she's not kind of this sort of fast, like, uh, you know, a lot of stuff in life, you know, but I mean, she was in like a shot. She said, oh, yeah, I just did that because I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah, <laughs> re-wrapped <laughs> instantly, it. Instantly sort of like covered herself. But what I was going to say is uh, the very first solo gig that I ever did, when I just kind of started um, singing, you know, like I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be good, but you just have to sort of get out of the way, don't you? Yeah. Because you know, you're kind of really nervous. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. right, you know, I have to do it. Okay. So it's, so I um, did this gig and I think it was at the Talking Heads. I remember kind of like coming off stage. It was one of uh, the Max's record nights. So do you remember Angers uh, with the big, long, like, coat? Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. 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 I remember kind of coming off of the um, stage um, and, you know, I knew that it wasn't that good, but I was thinking it was okay. And I looked at my mum and I could see that she was desperate to say something nice. Okay. <laughs> oh. So she so she went with that guy before you was brilliant, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I can't never forget that. Classic. It's amazing. Oh. But what I was gonna quickly say is though, do you think there's kind of something about that sort of beyond, you know, even music? Uh, and that's probably what's kind of kept me, you know, away from kind of a commitment to stuff in my life for, for so long. Is I've always felt, you know, that from afar. All of us have this kind of, this sort of magic yeah. or this kind of uh, mystique, you know, or we have the wizard, you know, but kind of once, you know, people get close, you know, they just, you know, they sort of see the old man kind of behind the curtain yeah. and actually kind of maybe, you know, there's something, you know. But, you know, even, don't know even kind of what's David better. Bowie probably sat in his pants watching Holmes Under the Hammer, you know. And, uh, I know, exactly, yeah. Um, he was like, an antiques roadshow guy, damn. Yeah. Um, damn you. All right. I dare you. Antiques Road Trip, probably, I, I imagine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see Bowie being that. I'll accept that. Um, but, you know, what I was going to say was going back to the SoundCloud thing. There's kind of artists on SoundCloud and, you know, and Mike is like one of these artists, you know. My goodness, has Mike got some earworms that, like, kind of every time I see Mike live, Mike's track Open Road, I have to have it surgically <laughs> removed from my brain because after... I apologize. Yeah, it's like kind of... <laughs> I wake up in the night singing it. But It's like one of those ringworms, but just in your ear. But yeah. I, I've discovered on, say, SoundCloud, um, and some of these people I kind of converse with and you have this weird kind of international gang of artists who have never met but we have a few messages back and forth and there's people like you know these are just people that i like like kind of there's this guy called will wright i love find it on soundcloud there's a guy called jim Who's the p one oh yeah there's a p it, surgeon p. yeah don't see him somewhere yeah and there's a guy oh. called jim pearson sort of up the we're away he's amazing man on a grill there's this guy these are just guys that i've um, discovered yeah. and, um, and it's amazing because they're all um, and they're, and they're doing they're, a similar thing aren't they yeah they're, they're just, just guys just in their bedrooms but you know in terms of people saying oh well you know they're nobodies they're not you too or whatever these are, guys are true you know if people say to me what's the best music you heard last year quite a few of them would be like kind of these kind of guys who are true artists they have you know they haven't got they're yeah. not making money from making this art but they're making the best art you know and maybe so, they're sort of enjoying it more because yeah absolutely. you know one of the weird thing is you know i mean i mean i haven't um played for um people that you know like a kind of ed sheeran level kind of a success or anything you know but i've sort of been involved in projects that have had um certainly kind of more in the you know, traditionally kind of accepted view of success uh, than i have yeah and Sometimes I almost want to kind of step back and think, are they actually happy? 
Because like yeah. we said earlier on, yeah, they're so focused on sort of where something is going to lead. And I've kind of got a friend who, you know, has actually kind of supported like quite a few um, big names. And I think they've even um, said to me, actually, like, I've got kind of a few friends though, but there's kind of one that I'm, I'm thinking of I'm sort of particularly. Yeah. Um, and he had a gig, uh, which I, I would assume it would almost be the sort of pinnacle uh, for me. Yeah. And I think the sort of, uh, because he was focusing on maybe kind of where that would lead, he almost didn't stop and sort of, sort of um, see it kind of for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, so I actually think, you know, with a more sort of realistic view, like it almost makes it kind of more enjoyable, like on some way, because of the fact that when something happens, you just appreciate it kind of for what it is so much more. So, so what you have to remember, it's like at 39, I couldn't play guitar. Now, whatever it is, 15 years later, I'm yeah. I'm living the dream. I, I, you know, I never imagined in my 30s that I'd be able to write a song, I'll be able to play music. I'm literally living the dream. You now, I was going to say when you were saying about, um, you played. Didn't you support? Who's the guy who did? I'm the one and only. See, I can't even remember his name. Chesney Hawks. Chesney Hawks. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, didn't they get mixed up with you in the uh, the changing rooms or something? They, no, anyway. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. he, he's your archetypal one. He basically wonder. headbutted me and said, I'm the one and only. He's your archetypal. He didn't, in case, in case his lawyers are listening. But, you know, he, he, he got to number one with a huge song that everybody remembers. But he's a has-been because you get to number one. You, you, you Once you get to number one, unless you have another one, number one, you, 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 you're gone, aren't you? Yeah, because what was sad for him is, you know, like he had a whole um, sort of catalogue of songs. And you could see actually from having having um, conversations with him, he was like really, really passionate, you know, yeah. about his songs, like and what he was doing. And I really felt for him, you know, because he was kind of playing his songs and all anybody wanted to hear was uh, the one and only. Of course, you yeah. know. And I remember kind of like thinking to myself, that is actually quite, you know, it's quite sad for him. I don't mean that in like a patronising way, but it's like, he was so passionate, like about kind of what he was doing, and it was like people only wanted like the hit, yeah. or they only wanted other novelties. And then he was viewed through kind of other people's lens, you know, yeah. rather than for well, the I artist to, that I he is. To, I have to say this that um, like two years ago, similar kind of artist, I I went to the Wickham Festival. Um, is that what it's called? Wickham? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, and sort of like you're seeing all kinds of things. And I, you know, this is very unpunk rock of me, I'm afraid. Uh, um, I went and saw Ralph McTell. And of course, everybody's waiting for Streets of London. And he actually introduced it. The people sort of like say, you must be sick of this song. And he said, he actually said to the crowd, you'll see in five minutes why I'll never get tired of this. And of course, he starts playing. Everybody knows this song. Everybody was singing along. Oh my goodness, was it a musical moment? I I I got chills, you know, and this was like, yeah. uh, um, you know, sorry for everybody who sees me as some kind of tough nut rocker. <laughs> that, that was a moment, you know. Ralph McTell at Wickham Festival. Well, the thing is as well, though, you know, um, is kind of maybe um, why it was such a moment is because it's still genuine for him. Yeah, yeah. And it sounded like it really was, you know. So like, you know, he isn't going through the motions and actually maybe he's had a chance, like we're saying, to kind of uh, reflect on just kind of how amazing that is. Because I've often thought to myself, you know, when you hear uh, these artists, they get kind of sick of like playing the song. You know, like, like you said, everyone could have maybe I'm sort of like contradicting myself with uh, the Chesney Hawks things now. But, um, you know, if you can appreciate kind of what you've got and you can appreciate sort of uh, the rarity of that, you know, because it isn't something that happens to everybody. You know, like if you're you know in a position where you, you know, have a song that kind of millions of people like uh, the world adore, 
even when you um, think about it, like it's weird that you get kind of sick of that, you know, yeah. um, which is why kind of maybe all of us need to taste. I sort of don't want to use the word failure, but, you know, like it all, I'm sort of not be kind of like Wembley Stadium and stuff, yeah. you know, because then it makes everything a bit more kind of relative and real, you know, like, and you're not, you know, always kind of going, right, you know, I need like the next kind of biggest hit or something like, and, you know, you almost have that moment where you go, wow, that is something so amazing, you know, that I, I wrote that. Yeah. Well, we have both yeah. played gigs where there's more people on the stage than in the yeah. assembly. And it's just hilariously bad. But it's just great fun just playing the gig even with your mates and that, you yeah. know. And, and that's why I, uh, you know, ridiculous, you know. But yeah. um, <laughs> that's why I wanted her to call the podcast, you know, The Road to Wembley Working Men's Club. Yeah. <laughs> because it's probably sort of more likely that that's where we're going to play, you know. But they're still, you know, are they still worth in that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you like, know, a, like I say, you know, maybe as much as you know. Yeah, you know, you I, I, I think you know, it's the the old thing of, oh, I suppose Van Gogh and people like Nick Drake or something like that. People who are not recognised in their lifetime. Uh, you know, I'm not saying um, I'm Van Gogh. I'm I'm not saying I'm the Van Gogh of Rye Jangly Pop. I am saying that. I am. But you're close. <laughs> no, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just subtly implying <laughs> yes. it. So you, so you can connect the dots yeah, for me. But, but <laughs> you know, in a way, um, you want people saying you're brilliant, but I just don't want all the other crap, you know. Um, yeah. Imagine kind of losing sort of private life is probably really hard, you know. I think yeah. you're sort of more of like a private person than I am, you know. Yeah. Like... I'm one of those people. It's like an open diary, really. You know. Yeah. Um, well, where and... were you? Uh, do you know? Do you know the the band, the Residents, that wear those big eyeballs on their heads? No. So maybe if I if there is like a little smell of success, I I might start wearing a big eyeball on my head. No, you know, just being. Or, or is it Sia who wears a big? Weird... Oh yeah, she has like uh, the big fringe. So, and stuff, so nobody she? knows yeah. who they are. Maybe maybe that's the answer. No, but you know, it's just like yeah. promotions and things like this podcast i think it gets you know i could be writing a song right now and you're stopping me writing a song you know (laughs) i know yeah i'm really sorry (laughs) yeah i've sort of come into your flow yeah talk about it It, it, it's the creative bit that i do like you know there has been you know like there were times where you think thinking oh that could be about you know i I work i worked out for myself and also you were saying about people seeing further ahead when a few years back um, people talked about mindfulness, it's like kind of actually I'm kind of a lot of the time I'm naturally I'm a ter- naturally very mindful. I'm a terrible planner. I live in the moment, you know, and um, it really it's the idea. It well, really kicks you know, me but, up the arse sometimes because I don't plan anything, and then I find I I should have done. But but it works out kind of like well for you in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm one of I'm one of people like that doesn't plan. But then I have all the other crap as well, you know, where like I want it to be sort of perfect. And maybe like I kind of want, you know, like on some level, you know, that sort of success and stuff, you know. But, you know, so like it would almost be sort of easier for me, like if I had kind of, you know, the awesome um, combination now that you have, you know, like of just, you know, sort of enjoying the um, process and kind of being in that moment, you know, because yeah. I'm in the moment and I'm probably stressed by it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yes. Yes. Whereas I'm, I'm kind of oblivious. I, yeah. I, I go, I just, and that was almost like therapy i think i should kind of pay you some money for that you know i am in the moment but i'm hating it (laughs) yeah people often talking to me and it's like kind of he's off in a dream you know and um 
Yeah, but it's better. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm just oblivious yeah. to everything, you know. I was just going to kind of quickly say as well about sort of like enjoying stuff sort of in the moment. I think it, uh, I think it was maybe a, a year, maybe like, no, <laughs> we've had COVID for this last year, yes, yeah, so yeah, at least yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, that and year it was, out. Yeah. Uh, and it was when Josh supported, uh, he supported Tokyo Myers, who had been on, uh, I think it was Britain's Got Talent. Oh. Um, so now uh, I've never heard I think of Tokyo guy, Myers. I think he's the guy like, that won it actually. Oh right. And he also uh, supported like Jack Savaretti. And the um, thing that was kind of crazy is um, when he was kind of like doing those gigs. So I was playing drums for him at the time, but those uh, I think he either played on his own or he played uh, with just Anya and him. So I was more you know like a solo thing. But yeah. he asked me like to come along, and I sort of teched for him, and was just helping sort of get um, you're good with leads on and off stage. Well, you, you you can coil a lead. I know how to plug things in. You know what I'm saying, Governor? Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm implying there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to back out for my own, <laughs> my own Sid James implication. Although you've oh, got the Sid James laugh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I remember kind of going up to the stage, like just before um, Josh was about to play. Um, and I went to kind of tune his um, guitar. Okay. So everyone in the crowd thought that I was going to be playing. Oh, so they yeah. all kind of started sort of like clapping, you know, and I was just tuning out the guitar, you know. And I think I just kind of shouted out something like, I'm just tuning, okay. <laughs> um, and it was a flipping amazing moment, you know. And it's so weird, yeah, because even say like three or four years earlier, I'd have maybe sort of been, I wouldn't say I'm jealous yet because I don't kind of begrudge sort of anyone, oh, yeah. sort of especially his um, successor because he worked so hard, you know. But like you almost kind of think, oh, I sort of wish I was playing sort of why aren't I having that you know but actually it was one of those moments where I did feel that I had sort of moved on to this kind of other sort of plane you know because I was just thinking to myself that was just really fun you know like and it was you know and it was nice sort of just to be involved and I didn't have to be kind of front and center you know like and that was it was and you you didn't have you didn't have your own pressure it was kind of it was exactly yeah yeah because maybe I'd have choked yeah you know as it was you know like it was funnier because, uh, you know, I could just have, I could have a laugh. We, we should perhaps mention that I weirdly, I've never got stage fright, have I? And where I've seen, um, you know, and people say you should probably say you should have stage fright because you need to get better, you know, because yeah. often live performances are a bit ramshackle, never practice enough. Um, yeah. But I remember hearing now, the, you know, my cultural references Ralph McTell I remember hearing Barbara Dixon on the radio <laughs> and um I remember hearing Mel Tomei uh, yeah so Barbara <laughs> Dixon um of our favorite out of the Barbara Dixon and Elaine Page combo always Barbara Dixon's the one anyway she uh said she never We're always falling out about that <laughs> yeah I know you're a, you you wear your uh, team page, even, page t-shirt I'd even have forgotten her name yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I remember Sorry. her saying, um, and this is, this, you know, it's not going to happen, but um, imagine it happening. She said she never got stage fright um, until she was kind of successful and then people expected things of her. And mm. then she was just kind of absolutely paralysed by stage fright. And she said it's that's what success is to her, did to her, um, is... People have expectations of you. And of course, yeah. And it's success. Another thing saying it stopped me, you know, anybody who knows my music, um, one moment I might be doing something folky, the next minute I might be doing something punky, and then I might be doing some weird loopy thing or something like that. And that's because 
nobody has some expectation. I can jolly well do what I like, but you know, like, yeah, success. It's usually eclectic, and I think it's probably, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, like, I don't know, we all know kind of artists, um, that people, you know, ACDC, people expect them to sound like blooming ACDC, and they do brilliantly. But if they wanted yeah. to one day do kind of, I don't know, some trip hop album or so, nobody would allow them, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so and does that kind of link with the sort of like theme as well? That are you an artist or um, at least are you being artistic if what you're producing you are doing to sort of like fulfill someone else's expectation? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because here's something like that Anya and I were like talking about because I'm still, we're working on her album. I might have to ask, you know, and just to make sure, you know. She wants people knowing that. Oh, right, um, yeah. She, but, is, um, is she going to do one of these secret drops, you know, like, you know, that... I'm not sure. In the, at midnight and, you know, like, a, yeah, a, an album like, these days, it, sort of like, it suddenly appears overnight, doesn't it? You she's know. got to deal with iTunes and, you know, it's just going to appear like on everyone's iTunes, like you too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and everybody moans but, about it. Well, they won't moan about this one because right. it's a corker. Yeah, but, yeah. that's true. Um, but, um, like, uh, I forgot what we were saying. Uh, All these asides. Oh my goodness, we've gone down too many tributaries, haven't we? <laughs> we have. I've forgotten. Too many sojourns. Do, do we, do we for make us. a cut and listen back to, you know, and hope nobody <laughs> no, 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 notices no, no, no. the cut? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I've remembered. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Is the whole thing, you know, with if you're sort of writing songs and um, you're sort of expecting um, some form of of um, success or like recognition, like, and you're like, right, you know, I have to craft this song. It has to be kind of three minutes. Um, it has to, you know, just have four chords. Uh, it has to have a simple melody. You know, uh, is that that you're genuinely kind of artistically trying to say something or is that that you're just trying to write something that's a successful song? Because there is an art in doing that, but yeah. is you know, but does that make you artistic? Do you see what I mean? Well, like, I, yeah. Are you actually expressing something? But it, I suppose it depends on the mix because it, let's face it, these days, everybody treats this world like a black and white world, but there is, you know, the shades of grey and everything is just crazy. And so it depends on... Because it is like a crazy art form you sort of to write those hit songs, you know, when you see yeah, some of these absolutely. guys. Um, and, and, so, and, I, you know, I've... You know, probably when I was younger. Let's face it. You know, when you're you, when you're a teenager and you've got kind of crazy kind of musical rules that you won't like this and that and things like that. But soon, I you know maybe probably in my twenties, I kind of loosened up and it's like, I, you know, I would say you know I am I like I love hooks. I love. I'm a, I, I'm, people say maybe it's the weirdest pop they've ever heard, but I think of myself as a pop artist, really, you know, and that's not in a popular, because I'm not popular, but, you know, it's yeah. got, it's, I'm like trying the genre. To, I, I love kind of melody and I love hooks and I love stuff like, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, or, you know. Well, well actually, um, yesterday, uh, I was going through all my um, CDs. I was about to kind of like show them to you, you know, but I realised, you know, it would sort of mean something unto you because uh, we have video, but everyone else is just oh, going to have audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, like I just have kind of stacks of um, CDs, you know, that I've kind of burnt or like people have um, burnt for me. Um, and I found some um, compilations like uh, that you made. Oh, okay? yeah, yeah. Uh, I've still got, is, yeah, uh, I've I've got some of yours, actually. This is like uh, when I first met you. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
we were working in a um, secondary school and uh, we were supposed to be kind of a supporting um, sort of like kids. Yes. I'm um, sort of model making. But we'd just be sort of talking about music sometimes. And we'd yeah, have to go, yeah. oh yeah, we should probably go and do some work. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's you know, another any podcast, of our, those years. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, sort of sorry for any of our past or um, present employers that, you know, might be listening to that. Yeah. That's why, <laughs> you know, that's why we have we to, always, to work We apart. always worked. Yeah. We always worked, we honestly. Ba- bad influence. Honestly, Guff. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, you know, I sort of didn't, well, we didn't like know each other at all, really, did we? We'd only really yeah. um, sort of met like a handful of times. And you um, gave me uh, these CDs, you know. And I, I've obviously since heard this story um, from you, you know, but I don't know, like, if you remember, but on the first one that you um, gave me, like, it was a rock CD um, compilation. Oh, yeah. Um, and it had bell bottoms on it. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's about, yeah, you know, it's, you know, a song sort of like two or three. Yeah. You know, I like, did, so. I, did, I couldn't remember it was on your, your CD, but. Track of always. So um, Paddy, so like, might not, you know, like tell you or even kind of thank. I'm not allowed to tell you. Thank me. Well, do do I do I? You can say that story, can't you? Well, well, you can. I I did. It's just particular with Mike. I I. We should probably just sort of shut up about it, yeah. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know what's allowed and what isn't, but you know, like, all I'm going to say is, is he's the kind of character like her that just inspires art, just by his taste in art. And other people's art. So, you know, like, you know, it is just stuff. Am I? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you should get like an Instagram account well, and like, just be an influencer. This is an interesting thing. These like kind of um Didn't someone tell you like uh, that one of your favorite songs um was then played at a um, yes. sort of special guest um DJ event and um, Paul McCartney loved it. Yes. <laughs> That's true. So you're making Paul McCartney dance. Yeah, so. you know, through some kind of chain of people. Um I'm making Paul McCartney dance. Yeah, it's quite, you know, it could have been Angela Langsbury. You never see him in the same room, do they? Um, <laughs> Is it the real Angela Lansbury? Though? Yeah, exactly. Murder, <laughs> yeah. she wrote. Um, it's Billy Shears, but it's spelled like I. Yeah, yeah, of course. Billy yeah, Shears, Billy. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, the, the, about influencing and things like this. It's, it's the weird thing is like, um, you it it's weird the way people i think well no there's a certain kind of person that almost needs to be told what they can like it's like um so an influencer will say you know you need a you know mike needs a champion and i'm his champion but the trouble is nobody nobody will listen to me so mike well, mike can't insult some hugely influential people there, there are there are people who say Start putting me on your compilations. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> I want to make Paul McCartney dance. But, uh, yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> it's, isn't it funny that uh, you, artists are obviously, and this is what like kind of AR men or whatever are, that you, that you need a champion sort of like saying, listen to this person because they're brilliant. We know so many people who are sort of like promoting themselves. And yeah. it's a weird thing of sort of like, kind of i'll shut up you know because yeah. you know you're just saying yourself and you know and people sort of like dismiss it people almost need to be told by someone else that an artist is brilliant which is why i'm saying about these guys on soundcloud or, or something you know yeah um, it's like some people kind of need that passport stamped you know like yeah approval or something yeah you know because i found that with uh, the janice long thing you know and when she played one of my songs and it was like people you know who i'd known for years and uh, the song that she played, you know, like it'd been out, you know, for about, I don't know, kind of 
you know, sort of like two or three years kind of beforehand. And it's sort of like because kind of she played it, people are sort of coming out of the woodwork going, oh, man, I love that song. Yeah, like, well, and that's crazy. I put it on Facebook about sort of two years ago. Yeah. You know, like, no one even listened to it. I, but what I was going to say is, though, is um, the, like, um, you know, with all of, you know, it's gone again. Well, that's good to say. Oh, yeah. I think it's because like, I actually heard my um, stomach rumble then. Like, did you hear it? <laughs> I didn't hear it. I, I, I will listen back on the recording for it. Maybe it's, you can. Can you amplify it a bit on the on the? I'll see if I can sort recorder. of like zone into it. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I compress. I, 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 my little story like that was so you know like you know we. This isn't only Mike and I. We know so many musicians and artists. And what I would say is, please, you know, even I'm guilty of this because you just haven't got the time, but please try and listen to your friend's music, you know, because uh, it's incredible that um, people just won't listen. And so I, I've done some kind of bit kind of cheeky things. I did this 10 second song. Do you remember this? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I thought I'm going to see if people can even give me 10 seconds. People couldn't even give me 10 seconds. You know, I've got like two likes or something on this, this 10 second song, you know, uh, yeah. it's incredible. Yes. Don't underestimate 10 seconds, you know, cause that's how I made a um, person. <laughs> and what a, what a person. Never, He's a beauty. Never underestimate. Oh, he is a legend. Like I had my um, day with him um, today, you know, not because we're um, separated, but just, you know, yeah. with work and stuff. I have Wednesdays yeah. uh, with him it's and uh, yeah. You know, it's always lovely because then he's more sort of like daddy, 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 you know, when I've kind of spent some um, time. It sounds really bad. Yeah. But I finally spent some time, time with, him. with him. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, you know, but. Um, At least he know, doesn't say, who, kind are, of, who are you? Yeah, yeah, who are you? Like, oh, did you see the video? That yeah, exactly. I, I said, I'm your father. And he went, no. <laughs> yeah. I remember what I was going to say, though. Hooray. Um, and it sort of like links to all of this, um, you know, not just kind of a random story about my sexual um, prowess or, or lack of. But um, is that all musicians now have had to turn into kind of marketers. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Like, it sort of leaves me like a bit cold. Um, and that's the thing that I know now that I can't do. You yeah. know, like what you were saying about, you know, with uh, the Mojo thing, you know, where the guy was... Um, Pressuring me to you know, do promotion. He was sort of ringing you up and everything. Yeah, yeah so, you know, have you heard of this guy called Damien Keys? Uh, he has kind of has some great advice but the problem with it is is like he almost like has a vested interest in making all of these musicians kind of believe him because it's easier to make money from musicians uh, than it is to make money like as a musician you know and I'm not saying kind of uh, we shouldn't be sort of trying but it's almost like he has all these tips you know where you have to kind of do this and you have to post this thing on social media and you have to like this thing and you have to be sort of promoting yourself and you have to market and all this and I just think to myself like um, if that's the case, it's just a really poorly paid job. You know, like, and if the reason why you sort of got into music, you know, is you wanted to be a marketer, yeah. I would just say, just go and market something else. You know, like, why has it got to be, you know, the, you know, because surely, like, the whole um, sort of draw of music is, you know, like, it's doing something that you love and being kind of creative. And I remember, like, when I released my song, uh, I think it was after Watching Me Burn, and I kind of sat down, like, uh, to try to do, you know, one of these quick, you know, sort of, like, 10-second clips of, like, Hey guys, my song drops. It's going to change the world. Yeah. And I sat down, like, I don't know like, if you remember it, okay, but it was like 13 minutes long. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of like my attempt at it, you know, like, and I started and I just thought, I just don't have this in me. Um, and it's like, what I realized then was I will probably never sort of quote unquote kind of make it, but 
like if I had to do it, doing all the other crap, then I just wouldn't want to do that anyway. Yeah. Because it just feels it like it feels like so forced, you know. And I think I can kind of do that more easier with my comedy stuff because because like I sort of care less about it. Wow. Yeah. You know, so you know, like I can make a funny video and like doesn't kind of bother me. But like you know, I think if you've sort of poured your heart and soul in something, just sort of jumping in front of a camera, going, "Hey guys, it's out now," you know. And the worst, and everyone does it, and I feel kind of bad. You know, if you're listening to this and. And that you do this, you know, like I do apologize, but it's the, you know, it's the countdown yeah. if sort of nobody really cares. Yeah. Like, you know, like just put it out. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, just, just go I, here. It I, is. I subscribe to the, you know, obviously people will know that I absolutely put things out. And again, you know, people would just, I'll probably get some hate. Because they're saying that's that, you <laughs> haters going to hate. Uh, yeah. Haters going to hate, man. The more, the more, <laughs> uh, you know, the more people like you, the more people hate you. Actually, that's another trap into success. But you yeah. know, I absolutely put my stuff out on the internet, but I never really promote it much. And yeah, you know, you you know, I'm sort of like laughing really that you know I only get two likes on a um, a ten second song. It was like a little experiment. But people who are kind of over promoting. It's almost like yeah. kind of um, you're almost kind of blackmailing your mates to to listen in, and it's kind yeah, of collecting yeah. lights, and it's much more satisfying the people who accidentally find you on the internet and contact you yeah. and say, you know, I love this or whatever. You know that 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 yeah. to me is more satisfying than uh, absolutely. No, you know, so, you know, because let's face it, it's going to be friends and family listening to this. You know. So all well, the, the people well, saying, like, so like, oh, hey, you know, I do like your stuff. You know, thank you very much. You know, it's you know, friends and family do um, listening. You know, but that's yeah. one of the good things like with friends and family, though. You know, is if they do like it and they tell you they do, um, you do, um, sort of know that it's genuine. Yeah, absolutely. But also, because you, you know, a stranger who doesn't owe you anything, you know. And hasn't yeah. got an influencer. Has it's sort of like saying? Well, I remember that um, time when we that, we did the open mic night down in. Uh, wasn't Fairham, was it? Uh, starts with F, I think. Oh, it was. I know uh, what you're going to say. It was Fairham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we did an open mic night, and then kind of uh, this lady just sort of came up to you afterwards, like, and asked for a CD, and your reaction was just so, you know, just so um, beautifully innocent, sort of genuine. It was just so kind of genuine. I think you almost kind of like did a little squee, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, right. Me, me, me. You know, and it was just. You don't mean him. I pointed at Mike. Yeah, it was just so genuine. You know, but that's one of those moments that you're saying that it like that means kind of a million times more than maybe somebody being kind of harangued. Yeah, in, into liking you know your stuff. just gathering likes on uh, yeah. Facebook. Or Have you ever had this though? Okay, where I mean, you post something. And you sort of check, and maybe it's had, I don't know, sort of 10 likes. And then you check the plays, and it's had four. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, you think, hang on a minute. Well, I, you know, I got... And then if you're on Bandcamp, and you sort of get the stats, and it'll go, you know, past 15 seconds. Yeah. And you'll be like, you bastards, can't even get yeah. past that. Absolutely, like, yeah. Run. Well, I yeah. got on SoundCloud, I didn't know. Every, a couple of years ago, they started, not SoundCloud, it was on Spotify, wasn't it? Um, I'm getting my platforms mixed up, you know. Let's go back to <laughs> Wax Cylinder, I say. Um <laughs> um, the, the, there was like and these are friends of ours as well some of them are getting like kind of pretty good stats on Spotify um, 
and everybody was sort of like posting up at the end of the year. Hey, thanks everybody for these stats, you know. And yeah. I, my stats said something like five plays in ten counties or something. <laughs> yeah. ten, countries. ten countries, yeah, yeah. Countries. yeah. Not countries. And it's like, how does that work? You know, <laughs> wasn't it Marcus sort of like yeah. hopping? Yeah, you know, I, yeah. Our friend like Marcus who travels around a bit. He said he was listening on an aeroplane. Yeah, but so. why don't I understand about that? You know, and I'm not just saying this. You know, like I'm being a hundred percent honest. You know, like. Um, I know that I've listened to your album kind of like more than that. You yeah, know? yeah. And I've definitely listened like a, to Back to Mona. So I don't know what it counts then. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, length, I've. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know but so, my, mine were pathetic compared with some people. Whichever way you cut the cheese. I do sort of remember this, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing expression. Yeah. Um, uh, on so that whole thing with uh, my voice problems, oh, sort yeah. of yada yada yada, like I lost my voice, you know. Like, oh yeah. Uh, so so for about I don't know, uh, it's at least a year, um, probably kind of two, you know, around that sort of mark. Okay, uh, and I hadn't gigged and I hadn't sort of released anything, right? Um, and I remember yeah that I got kind of more likes on my Facebook page, you know, like in that sort of um, two-year period other than when I was gigging. <laughs> you know, I kind of went from sort of like 300 and something, like, and it went up to about like 480. And I was like, how the hell has that happened? You know, like I've not been playing. Yeah. Well, you so, you, you got the most likes for the, you, the snowman playing drums, didn't you? The picture. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, because yeah. pe- people don't have to invest a lot of time in a picture. And yeah. so... um. Quite often, if I put like I have a painting up, I'll probably get more likes than I'd ever get for music. But uh, yeah. um, you know, it is true that you, as you say, you put your heart and soul into some music, and nobody listens to it. And then you put a picture on Facebook of you gurning or something, and you get yeah, exactly. five hundred likes. You know, and so um, that's life, folks. Well, it's the same. You know, I mean, so uh, one of the comedy songs I've done about the um, toilet roll hoarder. <laughs> yeah. Which I won't sort of repeat kind yeah. of other words to it. But, you know, like the thing that's weird, you know, is that something that I wrote in about five minutes? You know, like if you'd have seen the process of me writing that, you know, yeah, which you almost did in the video, it was kind of coming back from Tesco's and actually having like a genuine experience of seeing seeing this um, troglodyte sort of loading kind of the rest of it, you know, like into his um, trolley. Yeah. And me, me sort of being incensed, you know, but then kind of realising that I'm British and I just went, I just walked off, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll write like a song I, about it. Instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know, I'll the way nature. Re- in- I'll get my revenge via yeah. via the medium I, of song. I came home, like took a poo on uh, the Daily Mail, and then wrote a song about it. You know, <laughs> the way nature intended. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and it was one of those kind of moments, though. You know, that from sort of thought to finish, it was probably you know about kind of five minutes, right? Um, you know. I put it up on Facebook and probably out of any of like other songs that I've ever kind of put up, you know, like, you know, it got the most likes. Um, So that's kind of weird, you know, but like, Uh, going back to the... Did that, that bloke probably heard it and would never hoard toilet rolls again. You've, you've changed the world with your song. I've not seen my uh, stepdad since, if that's what you mean. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Uh, Um, um, uh, So, you know, but like what I was saying earlier on, like I, I've just learned just to appreciate that, you know, yeah. because it's nice, you know, that, that people have taken the time, um, you know, and it's like sort of like, uh, is it like Tim Berners-Lee said about the internet, you know, when they asked him, you know, sort of, you know, is he happy with what happened and sort of did he kind of foresee everything, you know? And I think like his reply was something like, well, I didn't foresee so many cats, 
Yeah. <laughs> or um, something like that. Yeah. You know, like, and I think, you know, and that kind of sums it up, you know, that like... The internet know, is um, totally surprising yeah. all the time. You know, who would have well, We can never tell sea, like how something is going to be received, sea, can we? Sea shanties and things like that. I know exactly, you know, and those guys in the um, tight jeans singing the sea shanty. Yeah. Have you seen that meme? You know, like, yeah, so we can never know kind of what is going to um, take people, like uh, the Bernie Sanders meme. Oh. I mean, you know, like, I yeah. was sharing some of them, yeah. you know, but I mean, that was just crazy. So you have know. you have you heard about, and you know, but I... I'm not on TikTok, you guys. All you listeners out there would be surprised like this, you know. Um, but I've there's a band from the like the noughties called are they called Life Without Buildings? I'd kind of heard of them before, but they're pretty obscure kind of band. And then just a snippet, one of their songs was used, it got taken up by billions of young women, um, and. You know, they're suddenly thinking, hold on a minute, why is our plays about this song going through the roof? And, uh, you know, like 20 years after recording this song, suddenly, you know, it's just getting racking up millions of plays through TikTok. And it's quite a weird song, you know, and they're quite an obscure yeah. group. So it's just they themselves, you know, you talk about not foreseeing yeah. cats. That must be incredible to them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, because I guess there was no, you know, social media or anything. So it's almost like, okay, well, yeah. Yeah. So maybe like when we're 80, you know, when music is being beamed directly, directly to your brain, you know, back to mono, you know. Yeah, like exactly. Gonna, well, this is it. Like, you know, the, the, take old, off. the old Van Gogh thing, you know, let's face it. It's, it but in a way, I suppose, you know, things happening after you die. Um do they really happen? I think it might have been our friend Oscar who said, like, kind of, you're creating... You know, I quite like um, creating something that is kind of a little thing that I can be proud of, in a way. And maybe you have kind of created something that would just stick around and maybe... Stand the test you, of time. Your, your great-great-grandchildren yeah. will say, God, that was weird that our great-great-granddad did this. Go, monkey, goes a yeah. tune. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Granddad, that's a tune. And, and so you, I think, do is it just sort of like stupidly pretentious to say you are kind of somehow trying to create some immortality yeah. through your art, you know, even if it is well, to a handful of people. Well, I don't know. Well, I think it's true, you know. And if you think that sounds pretentious, wait till you, wait till you hear this thought. Um, <laughs> Go like, for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I was having this thought as I was kind of driving home, I think, uh, from somewhere. And uh, obviously. Um, and, uh, yeah. You know, uh, sorry. You can you can just, you can drive in a circle and go. That's no, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was on a roundabout, yeah. you know, thinking I'm going to get off in a minute, um, and um, the so many people kind of like wish, you know, they could sort of like create stuff, you know. And I've had kind of conversations there with loads of people. Where they go, oh, sort of wish I could write songs, or like I wish I could write a book, and all of this. Um, and I used to kind of feel, you know, that I had sort of a control over this. And I, I you know, um, I used to feel kind of a sense of agency, you know, that, you know, it was me that was doing all this, you know, it was me that was practicing, like it was me that was writing these songs. And I had this thought when I was on the roundabout that, um, <laughs> you know, that um, perhaps we're just lucky that something has kind of chosen us to sort of channel these thoughts through. 
you know, like, and actually, you know, I've almost kind of started thinking, is it even me, like, that writes any of this stuff? You know, know because some I, of I these know. ideas, you know, some of these ideas, you know, they sort of appear so fully formed. Like, for instance, Mars, you know, like, I honestly feel now that I didn't write that song. Like, you know, it, like, it just happened. You know, almost I like do, I the... Do think, you know, like, the, people often in an interview, and if I was like, say, describe the writing process. I can't remember writing hardly any of my songs. It just got... Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, so even, kind of, even you know, more, like, it's like kind of painting or drawing. I cannot remember... Doing it at the end, I'm so focused and in the zone. It's like another place, you know. And yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I'm thinking, I can't remember doing it. <laughs> but haven't you even said, you know, you're not even sure like how you did it. Yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes. And, uh, yeah. And this is this thing of kind of, I treat probably all, you know, even when I'm doing, you know, like, like you know, I make all kinds of things. It's kind of, I, I treat everything like um, a kind of adventure, as I say. And it's kind of, I, I love making something once, and people say, "No, if you made five hundred of those, you could make a mint." And I, and I, I'm only interested in making something once. So, um, it, yeah, it's just kind of yeah drifting along, and the 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 adventure of making something. And I'm I'm not a super spiritual person. And you're saying you're kind of maybe challenging challenging thing, but it is weird. Yeah. The way certainly the human, you know, I would say is, uh, you know, everybody interpret in your own way. I'm not judging, you know, because who's so, absolutely the last whatever it is we've been talking. I fully accept that I could be wrong about all of this. You know, I don't know yeah. anything. Um, I probably am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, you know, it's amazing how the mind is, you know, you can kind of trick it into just coming out with the most amazing stuff in the spur of the moment and uh, yeah um well, i think sometimes you know like the um spur of the moment stuff is you know is almost kind of uh the best stuff you know when you you know because like we said at the beginning of uh, the podcast you know kind of like uh, the red light fever you know yeah it's yeah. weird sometimes as soon as you're sort of conscious you know even with something that we sort of take for granted like speaking you know you can suddenly sometimes oh. um, kind of clam up or like oh god what am i going to say or something you know like so with music and with art, you know, that's bound to have an impact, you know, like if you're not kind of, you know, like in that flow or in that zone, yeah. you know. And I just started thinking like uh, that maybe, you know, uh, that we are A, um, really fortunate kind of, you know, uh, we get those thoughts. And also, you know, and, um, you know, here's a bit like that may sound kind of a pretentious, but, um, <laughs> well, like sort of the rest of it hasn't. No. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But sort of maybe kind of uh, we owe it sort of uh, to those ideas. Like, have you ever, you know, have you ever had that thought? You know, where like, you know, like I've got ideas for little kind of screenplays all the time or for little books, you know, and I sometimes think to myself, like, I should really sort of do something with them. You yeah, know, because, you know, you know, it's almost like a little bit like um, some people kind of kill for those ideas. Like, and is it just, you know, that you're really lucky if you get them? I, I, almost, I, oh, I, I know, get loads of ideas that I you don't. You kind of mean. owe it sort of like to the idea. Yeah, well, I know? get loads of ideas that I kind of, if I if I'm not, you know, if it doesn't stay with me, you know, because I might find a bit of paper with uh, an old idea and I thought, oh, that was rubbish, wasn't it? And it's because it, it didn't stay with me, the idea. Yeah. So the good ones, it, yeah, like you have to kind of follow it through, I find. And um, I, I am a finisher. I'm not perfectionist. I'm a finisher. So... If I think it, an idea is good enough, I kind of 
like you say, you almost owe it to them to to kind yeah. of do it. And I, I really like, you know, look, we've got friends who make films or I know people are writing books. These are really intense, big works of art with loads of things that kind of compromise the vision. Now, I love songwriting or making a track because it's like a little five minute or, you know, let's face it, it could be like 20 minutes if you're prog crazy or something yeah. like that but yeah. but it's like a little bit of, an epic yeah it's a little bit of work of art that you can it either you can make it and it's quite an intense little bit of time making it but you can finish it and it either works or it doesn't you know absolutely i've made things that it gets to the end of it and it was that is not very good but yeah i enjoyed the process still but um I love that kind of thing of songs that they are little gems that um, are complete as a art form that is yeah. much more easier, you know, easier than writing a novel or something where or making a film because um, yeah. we've both done kind of filmy kind of stuff and films are so rife with compromise that you know you, you find someone can't act or. You know, yeah. you want it to be on a sunny day and it rings and all this kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah. Whereas... Even just kind of other people involved in it. You know that saying, was it like a horse? No, sorry, a um, camel is a horse designed by committee. Yeah, yeah. You know, I imagine there's a lot of that in film. Oh, yeah, put him on the back of this or do that. And it's, yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. so, and so um, the, the making the music quite often you're doing it fairly alone and you, you know, you're not having to rely on, although it's lovely to do it with people as well, of course, but um, it, that's slightly di different, but there's less kind of compromise in that way. And it's easier to just do it and make a little bit of art. And um, you've made me kind of realize as well that I think um, not being a perfectionist and sort of allowing yourself to do something and then say it's done and then let it go is probably like a better chance of um, sort of producing kind of works, you know, that really have kind of merit, you know, because I think if you're always kind of second guessing yourself, you're going, oh, well, I won't put that pre-chorus, you know, so because I know that so-and-so, you know, that doesn't like that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. if you can accept, you know, maybe like, a, you know, the some of the stuff, you you know, that you do is going to suck. Yeah. Then, you know, like if you write, say, you know, as you say, you know, if you write sort of 10 songs, you know, um, hopefully like at least a couple of those, you know, you'll go, you know, like I'm really, really proud of them and they really say something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it sounds sounds crazy and you can all... There you go, being an influencer again. I, I do, yeah, I don't know if... Uh, do, we, do we, you know, probably get comments on this podcast and people go, shut up, you're rubbish or something. But there, I, I, you know, and it's like, this is a terrible kind of ego thing again. And, you know, but there, I have done things that I for myself i'm proud of him pride comes before a fall of course but um it's like i did all right there and then we've we've done things together of course and we did all right actually you know that's not bad that's you know um and, well, like and uh, the like, sham rock ep which is you know which is out on available on, on all, pl on all yeah. platforms right now um <laughs> and yeah. it's on we yeah, did that with, it's on um, soundcloud was the awesome glenn jevon and um absolutely um what was crazy about it you know, so because, you know, like everything else has been going on with COVID and, you know, like the fact I'm sort of still try, trying to kind of record people and everything, you know, like um, it can sometimes turn into this little kind of a conveyor belt. You know, even though I was involved in it, like 
like I'd sort of have forgotten yeah, yeah. Uh, the process almost, you know. And it was when I was listening like uh, the other day on um, SoundCloud, like, and I, you know, and I had um, distance from it, um, you know, like I felt um, proud of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, you good. know, it's one of the, well, yeah, you know, um, and like I say, kind of the fact, you know, sort of, because I'd heard, I think, uh, I think I'd heard them all, or like I'd, I'd at least heard kind of most of them, you know, but sort of didn't really know what I was going to play. And um, Glenn kind of might not have heard any of them. Um, and it was just pretty much, it was like, okay, yeah, we're going to sort of record these songs. And, and uh, we did it like in the best part of like two days. Yeah. And uh, we tracked kind of uh, the rhythm section live. Yeah. And, like, and I kind of know now from sort of recording, this is going to sound weird that, you know, that I'm sort of bigging you know, myself or ourselves up. But it is actually quite rare really these days like, to get a band that can go in a studio yeah. in that situation. I like, can not kind of know the songs, you know, because uh, we could have played something that put you off, yeah. you know, I, and just I, kind of put down I, the rhythm section. I, and now I have to say, listeners, that I, you know, Mike and Glenn are incredible musicians. They both are, and they both can play all kind of. And um, yeah, so, the, so is Paddy. They were, so they, is they Paddy. were my. Well, I, I, you know, there's certain things that I probably I do all right, and uh, I can play fairly in time. I think, which is also, or you know, it might not be the most complex thing, but I could, I can stay in time, and that is useful in a. Uh, Alive. It's often beneficial. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because we know we know people can play a lot of notes, but not in in time. Yeah, can't we? yeah. Well, I think um, we kind of did all of them as well, like without the um click as well. You know, so so like not only kind of where we just you know sort of making stuff up on you know on the go, we didn't have a click, so we couldn't really um sort of you know um if there was a good take of the previous chorus, you know, we couldn't sort of chop that out. You know, yeah. we had to do it as like a complete this, um song. This was, it was me, old school. Me being sort of like a complete kind of diva and saying this is the way I want it. Because um, you know, I've done I've done literally hundreds, maybe even a thousand kind of um bedroom recordings. And I said to Mike, um, you know, just because you you need to do something different to shake it up and just experience it. And I said, you know, in a way, it doesn't matter, even if it's rubbish. Yeah, you know, It didn't turn out rubbish, but it's just I wanted to experience trying to record in that old-fashioned yeah. 60s kind of way us all together and um, see how it yeah, went. It was literally, it was proper old school. Yeah. You know, we just you know, sort of turned up and said, like, right, okay, we're going to do these songs and we just did it all live. Yeah. And, you know, like it's one of those things, you know, when you're kind of, in the moment, you know, like I'm sure if I kind of overanalyzed it, I would maybe hear, oh, I kind of hit that hi-hat maybe, you know, kind of slightly wrong or something. But it's like when you have distance from it and you don't sort of remember how it felt in that moment, you just, you, you know, you just hear it sort of like, like well, as a listener again. Yeah, and but... I was like, wow, yeah, we're, you know, we really captured something. Well, we all know from those old songs that some people overanalyze them and say, look, if you heard something by the Beatles, Paul McCartney does a duff note here or something. Yeah. And, and well, there's to, John Bonham's like um, kick drum pedal. Yeah, like, and you, you've, never, you've never noticed it before. Someone yeah. points it out. And um, I actually, you know, I'm not perfectionist. I like a little bit of, I, I think it gives it a kind of human quality. Um, there's plenty of exceptions to the rule, but I generally like things that do have a bit of air about them, as I call it. You know, it sounds like people in a room I, yeah, no, that's well, that's, I do love loads of things that sound like they're just made on a computer. That's true. But I, I do think it is a great thing um, of people, you know, here in the room and the air. Yeah, well, I told you that um, time, 
um, I think it was in that film, uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, with, oh. um, uh, what's the uh, comedian called? I'm well, Zoolander. do you know, I don't, I never. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller, right. Ben Stiller, I, I think, is in film. it. Yeah, so, you know, it has this bit in it. So, you know, it's about a guy that's a daydreamer and then he actually kind of starts sort of doing the things that he um, daydreams about. That's me, you see. Yeah, well, you know, in a way, I was about to say, like, it's weird we've had this um, conversation there because that's almost kind of like what it's like, isn't it? You yeah. know, uh, But um, he, uh, yeah, but like there's one bit in the song, okay, where there's this really huge kind of rock song. It's by uh, Jose Gonzalez. Like, it's the uh, guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's called Step Outside or something. And I remember being in the um, cinema and it has this really big kind of build-up and then it just kind of breaks down and you just hear like a kick drum going, dum, dum, da dum. And it's like in that huge kind of theatre, I could just hear that that was a guy sat in a room playing a kick drum pedal. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, there was something about that that suddenly just really hit me. It was like, this is amazing. Because I could just tell that, you know, like, yeah. you know, it was some guy just like us, you know, but now sort of millions of people like are hearing him, you know, just, you know, sat in a recording studio playing this, you know, this simple kick drum pattern. Like, and there's something about that that, you know. He's if, communicating if a, to you. Yeah. Like, and if it's, yeah, you know, and that may um, sound weird, you know, sort of to non-drummers, you know, that just a kick drum, you know, can sort of. I communicate something, but it was almost like a heartbeat or something. I could, I could feel him in that kind of kick drum. You know, here's where here's where someone points out it was programmed, maybe. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I say, like I say, I you know, I, I contradict myself, and uh, I sometimes I think, oh, you know, I'm saying something, and I'm thinking, well, hold on a minute, that's not that's not always true. And I love some things that sound like they've. They're just totally made in a computer. You know that that can be brilliant. You know, um, so um, it's yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, art, isn't it, folks? You know, um, well, I think kind of what we're sort of basically saying is, you know, it's sort of be the daydreamer like her that basically starts doing stuff. You know, and you know, like if you are already doing stuff, and just know that what you're doing is valid. You know, like it's worthwhile. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's worthwhile for you. And it is, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, like if one other person, you know, sort of genuinely loves what you do, you know, and then what you're doing is worthwhile. You know, even if that one person is you, you know, yeah. if it helps you, because even a good life is filled with plenty of crap. And if it helps you sort of, I'm sort of traverse this mental kind of existence, you know, that we're all I'm sort of going through, you know, then I mean, it's worthwhile, isn't it? Well, that, I I mean, too... and that is what art is. You know, well, yeah. we, we could probably have another hour talking about what art is, but um, yeah. to me, it's like someone trying to make sense of this world by expressing themselves through whatever artistic tools they've got and, um, you know, helping themselves through... I don't know, it might make sense. It sounded good before it came out of my mouth, but, you know... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, but he's an artist. He's it, an artist with a sentence structure. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he's just riffing. Yeah, it's you're, you're just trying to make sense of this world, but through expressing yourself and uh, opposed to uh, maybe craft, which is valid in a different way, where it's making something um, that isn't so much an expression or something sort of pre-described somehow yeah yeah well like i said about like uh, the pop song you know 
like, you know, you can't say yet that there's not skill or there's not some art, you know, like in I'm crafting like a really good three minute pop song, you know, yeah. and there's a, a, um, I think he's Swedish maybe, uh, but I think he's Scandinavian anyway, but there's a guy that's written like all of these massively huge songs like, like, have you heard about him? You know, all of these um, pop songs. I probably have. And it's, but... it's just sort of one guy like her that's written them all. And, um, you know, like, um, so that is a skill, you know. Oh, yeah, Like absolutely. you say, is, and of is course, that kind of more like a craft than, you know, like, you know. And like, the Beatles and ABBA were that of the day, you know, and the, the, they would say, yeah. yeah, we were churning out hits. And absolutely, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think the art kind of, accidentally leaked out into them because they were expressing themselves, you know. It was you that told me about, uh, was it Noel Coward or, or Cole Porter or Irving Berlin or so, like someone in that um, songwriting book that you read, you know, was saying, you know, I think it was yeah. you that I was having this, yeah, this conversation yeah. with. Remind me. He was saying, you know, like, you know, I don't need to be sadder to write a sad song, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah. to be in love, you know. Yeah. It's almost... You and know, the, to him, it was like a job. He was like, "There you go, as your song." And, that, you know. and that's a song. And that yourself. is a skill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that was another kind of goal for the end podcast. You know, is to give somebody you know a title, you ah, know, for a yeah for like another song. I remember that. Yeah. So so yeah. you know that that sounded like a song. I don't have to be sad to sit. Sing a sad song. Sing yeah. a sad song. That sounds okay, like yeah. line in a song. I think Elton John's <laughs> Elton John wrote that one, didn't he? It's a sad, it's a sad, sad situation. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just kind of thinking to myself though that um, one of like uh, the questions, you know, like that I get asked the most, and I'm sure you have, you know, when you tell people that you're a musician, you know, I don't. The first so, question. I don't say I'm a musician. I say okay. I'm, a, I'm an artist. So I, yeah. See. Well, uh, but I'm sure you've had like uh, the same question. I, be, we, I, I, we know loads it, of musicians who, uh, you know, um, would say you're rubbish on guitar, really, Paddy. You know, you, well, they're yeah. well, they're swines. <laughs> but so, like, have you ever had this question where someone goes, "Yeah, but how much have you made?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You no. know, it's sometimes <laughs> one of like uh, the first questions. You know, is how much have you made? You know, yeah. I, I almost feel like saying, you know, like hardly anything. You know, but like I'm trying and I'm content. And I've reached kind of like a level of sort of acceptance in myself that maybe you'll never get. Maybe there's no value for that. Yes. We are rich in <laughs> so many other ways. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of your song. songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you think that's a good place uh, to leave it? Like, Yeah, well. I'm just sort of conscious of the time. Well, well you know, the people listening to this, they have their own. They, they need to go off and write their own songs. Uh, and... Listeners out there, please do write your own songs because if you gave it a go, you'd find out. It may be harder to write great songs. We all find that. But it's e I think it's easy to write yeah. a song. Um, yeah, you know, that's the thing. Like, It doesn't actually have to be great, does you know, it? a great song, you know. And I think we almost accidentally sort of wrote maybe some of our sort of greatest songs um, when we weren't trying, yeah. you know, or, or like when we kind of didn't sort of like know about, the, you know, what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So right. actually... You know, that sort of childlike sort of, you know, like exploration, you know, um, often like has some real kind of genius to it in itself, I just think. Just enjoy the process. Yeah. You know, and I just don't kind of worry about sort of where... Where it, it's going. Yeah. It's leading. Yeah. You know, if it's just leading to a place, you know, where, you know, you have some equanimity, then bloody do it. Bloody do it, sausage. There we go. And that... Amazing. The, here, here endeth the lesson. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. So... If somebody I could write a song, you know, about any of the other topics that we've um, spoke about, it would be amazing. 
if we've inspired either somebody to sort of try to write a song or we've inspired somebody to write a song about something that we've been um, talking about, you know, job done, isn't it, I reckon? Yeah, and if any, we, it, you know, we'll pick the, the the top 10 songs written from this podcast. Yeah, exactly. You we'll, phone you up, we'll have a media unit, you have to speak to the local paper. Yeah, <laughs> you're all, you're all get a, a Sturmy Archer CD because I've got the cupboards full of them that have never sold. <laughs> <laughs> And I've got my mum's one that she's never opened. Oh, so yeah. She's exactly. keeping yeah, safe. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Paddy. Like, thank you. It's, 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 been, been, it's been, been fun. It's been an amazing it? thing. Yeah. All I'm going to say to you is like, is definitely don't um, stop the recording. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't do like a clap at the beginning. And I oh, want to do it at the end just so I can kind of, you know, sync it up if we go with like three, two, one and we'll clap you know all right. i'll probably sort of chop off this bit yes we don't yeah i was gonna say that, that's, a, <laughs> that's a weird ending to the <laughs> i think it's a good ending because yeah, it'll just cut kind you're, of dead you're looking for that kind of steve wright kind of atmosphere are you <laughs> whoa whoa whoa, just, whoa. now no uh, yeah, exactly yeah i just think it's gonna be like a great ending and we'll end on a high it'll be like one two three four cut cut <laughs> okay and you, you can ready? you can have the scratch and record sound <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I'm yeah. Up for that. okay are you ready what we've got a clap go, well i'll go three two one go and we'll just go one two three and then it'll be easier for me like i to sync up um, both of our audio oh i see yes yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. i thought you meant like you i seriously i was being serious <laughs> no. i thought you wanted some kind of cl- <laughs> you, you, you know when they say um, <laughs> um and now back in the studio <laughs> and there's all the people on steve Wright going yeah, yeah, yeah and then they talk amazing i don't i don't think uh, I've got enough listeners for that. <laughs> yeah. I just love the way that you went along with it. Like I wanted to orchestrate yeah. this clap. I, How many times have we had to sort of like double track that to make it sound like there's yeah. more, more than two of us? Yeah, but that would be hilarious, us two clapping each other. Actually, like, do you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I think we should just do some clapping now and I'm going to put this at the beginning of the podcast. Ready? Okay. okay. Uh, ready? Just go. Hey. You need loads of claps. Go for it. Amazing. I'm going to put that at the beginning, but we still have to do like the countdown. Countdown, right. Okay. So three, two, one, go. Awesome. Sweet. Nice stuff, mate.